look what NATO did. NATO was in Iraq with the United States. NATO was in Afghanistan. NATO bombed Libya. NATO bombed Yugoslavia. You know, I, I get so tired of hearing, oh, there hasn't been a war in Europe since World War II. Bill Clinton and the British and NATO bombed Yugoslavia for 90-something days, dropping more bombs than were dropped on Germany in World War II. The brainwashing only works if people still have food and a sense of security. What happens when working mothers can no longer afford to get, to get gas to go to work or put food on the table? We're reaching that point in, in the United States. Not yet, but we're getting there. Who's going to speak to those people? Who's going to put forward their interests? I don't see a single high-level political figure who actually talks about these things. Here's, here's the advantage we have right now, though, Sarah. These people, these all-powerful figures like the Boris Johnsons and the Liz Truss and the Tony Blinkens and the Jake Sullivans, they're sitting on top of a powder keg that's going to blow. Carbon 60, or C60, first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C60 not only has a very real potential extending lifespan, but also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high quality, 99.9% .9 pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as a universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils it's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10% and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestall.com under shop. But there's a higher right in international statecraft, which is that peace and prosperity depends on acting in the interests of others, not just yourself. I agree with that. Just because you want to protect yourself, you can't go and hurt millions of people. But you don't have to. It's a basic things. We can set that up, but we're never going to get anywhere if we have these kind of people negotiating for us. I mean, that are working in our best interest. Here's, here's the advantage we have right now, though, Sarah. These people, these all-powerful figures like the Boris Johnsons and the Liz Truss and the Tony Blinkens and the Jake Sullivans, they're sitting on top of a powder keg that's going to blow. They have this idea that they are the unipolar world. They are the superpowers. But that superpower is being exposed. It was exposed in, in Afghanistan. You know, it's been exposed in terms of the financial system. You know, we were told transitory inflation. Now we're told peak inflation. They don't know what the hell they're doing. I know. They're that's the desperate. point. Well, now, the question is, at what point do we say to them, you're the emperor with no clothes? And that's why what we're trying to do is pull together people in as many countries as possible to discuss moving to an alternative system, which is based on the principles of the American system, physical economy, goods production, 
credit policy, which gives credit to those entrepreneurs and those scientists and inventors and those businessmen who can create new wealth, yep. not who can create Ponzi schemes. Now, this is already happening with much of the world. They're rejecting the Great Reset. You know, we hear about how everyone went along with the U.S. at the U.N. to sanction Russia. Well, no, only 94 countries voted for the, the kicking Russia out of the Human Rights Commission. A hundred voted against it or abstained. And those hundred countries included more than two-thirds of the world's population. So you have Europe, the United States, and some very poor countries that are being bullied into submission. But now that Russia and China are standing up to this, other countries like India, you know, the, the Boris Johnson's going to India next week to try and strong arm them. Well, they sent a top U.S. official, Blinken was there, Biden talked to Modi and said, you've got to support us. And Prime Minister Modi said, no, we don't. We don't believe in choosing sides in this situation. And in fact, the weekend that they wouldn't allow British parliamentarians to come into India, they had Sergei Lavrov and Wang Yi, the foreign minister of China, in, in Delhi. Now, the fact that they're open now to China, despite the border disputes and everything else, shows a shift. A realignment is occurring. And this is something that the American people better get used to. It's not that the American people are bad. It's that we've, we've dropped the ball. We've allowed a bunch of uh, basically a criminal cabal to take over the government institutions. And by criminal cabal, I mean the private corporate trusts, the conglomerates, the big pharma, the, the big finance and, and uh, big insurance and the uh, raw material companies, the, the big food packers and so on. They think they control the U.S. government, and they do. We've got to take it back from them. Yes, we they do. they don't serve the interests of the American people. Well, we've set it up. It's all set up wrong, too. I mean, we're not set up right. The whole country is one big scam, and we've set it up. And we just, our legal system is a joke. So many things are a joke right now. I mean, I, we're suing Google. And, you know, nobody, nobody could sue Google on their own or sue anybody on their own and hire an attorney because anybody who isn't a multimillionaire, because it's very, very expensive. I mean, our whole legal system has fallen apart. Our medical system is a joke. I mean, yeah. we, we need people who are, it's like we don't have adults running anything. Well, and Sarah, here's, here's what's interesting then. The people who are running things in the West are being increasingly discredited. Look at the election coming up in France in a, in a week and a half. You have Le Pen, who's changing her position on a lot of things, but who's steady on one thing. She's saying France out of NATO. And you have Macron, who, went, who was going to straighten out Putin, and he went to talk to Russia. And Putin said to him, look, you want to do something? You want to stop this war from happening? Tell the, the uh, NATO that, that you're not going to support Ukraine going into NATO that you'll pull out of NATO if they do that. Macron didn't do it. And so you, so you have the people of France who are choosing between a Le Pen, who is sort of all over the place right now, but who does at least talk about French national interests, as opposed to Macron, who's made himself the poster boy for the globalists. Yeah, he's a, he's a Klaus Schwab dude. But yeah. I, 
he is. He's but we yeah. have okay. They, it's bad there, right? That's why they got their yellow vests, and they've been exactly. the people are being treated terribly. Okay, well, we have... Where are our yellow vests? That's well, I agree. I know, yeah. but we have a stolen election, right? You, nobody can tell me. I've looked at the numbers. I've, I'm a computer science background, data <laughs> analysis. I f- flip and know that election was stolen. I looked at a lot of the numbers. And then we have... a C, They stole it and put in a senile old man who is... I mean, it's just absurd. And then we got um, good old Jen Psaki, who we keep keep lying at, uh, lying next, you know, nonstop. We got a media who d- isn't even talking about these important issues. I mean, okay, there's just a I, bunch of morons. You and I are in complete agreement on this, that the political leadership in both parties represents one set of interests, which is the corporate cartels. You know, you look at Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham is now preparing idiot. for a new Ukraine in Taiwan. He's an Lindsey idiot. Graham, he was in Ukraine after the, the Maidan regime change coup, meeting with the Azov Battalion, meeting with the Nazis, I know. promising them the weapons they needed, just as he and McCain were in Syria promising the weapons to the ISIS and Al-Qaeda, thinking they were so-called moderate rebels. Now, it's possible they were that stupid, but it's also likely that that's what they were being briefed on by the intelligence community, which is in the pocket of the corporate cartels. Now, well, they're again, stupid let's, let's though too. To they're it. they're bla- they were blackmailed. They're, well, they are stupid. They don't care. I mean, they're, they're, they're just if they get paid, they do their thing. Who cares? I don't care what happens to my children and their future because I'm getting paid and I'm powerful. And look at me. Look at me. That's how it seems like they are, because their children are going to suffer. Go ahead. Well, but but here's the alternative. Someone like you speaks out every single day. My organization is out on the streets in Europe and the United States, and we're talking to people all over the world. There are people who are trying to introduce solutions. Now, as this crisis worsens, it can go one of two directions. I mean, as the, the, the call for more arms for Ukraine, the, the, the line that Russia is losing the war, listen to people like uh, Scott Ritter or uh, the, uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor. They'll tell you that Russia is accomplishing their objectives, maybe I not know. as efficiently as they intended. But, but aren't they, they are isn't the efficiency on purpose, though, because they want to hurt less civilians? That's what I've heard, but that could be yeah, propaganda, they're, too. They're trying but to go limit ahead. civilian casualties, unlike what we did I know. in Fallujah and what we did in, in uh, uh, Iraq and elsewhere. Now, But it's also the case that they are closing in on the hardcore Nazis in Mariupol and in the Donbass. And if they can denazify Ukraine, demilitarize them, why are we pouring in more weapons? If we want the war to end, why don't we stop the weapons traffic and say, okay, let's negotiate? Well, because our media, our media is stupid too, because they're saying there isn't Nazis in there. There isn't this. They're just, and so the average person is so illiterate. Well, but there are enough people out there who know this who are telling the different story. I don't know if you heard this today, but a leading Polish journalist uh, just quit the major newspaper in Poland because they wouldn't let him call the Azov Battalion neo-Nazis. 
the the story is getting out. Yeah, and and, and it is because you you know we we, but even I'm surrounded with people who don't believe that story, and and it's so frustrating because I know you know what I'm talking about. Where they still Sorry, believe it's the same the same thing with it, with Saddam Hussein with Muammar Gaddafi with you know in the past where we had these narratives that t- took us into war are people so ignorant that they'll listen to the same people who lied about Iraq? That's my point. About, yeah. Now some of them still go along with that because they're they're terrified to admit that they're being led around by the nose by a bunch of lying. Philistines who are robbing them blind. Well, you know, we can't worry too. We have to protect those people from themselves. But the people who can think, well, we have to give them an understanding of who is the enemy? What is this criminal cabal? What's their goal? What's the goal of the Great Reset? It's to make sure that all power is concentrated in supranational institutions, that there are no nation states, and that there's nothing to interfere with the looting being done by corporate cartels. Now, if people understand that, then when they see someone like the CEO of BlackRock or when they see the CEO of Vanguard out there talking about how we're really creating opportunity for everyone, they'll see that they're being fed a line of bolt. More importantly, they have to see that there's an alternative solution. And that's what we're doing. And I would urge people to go to the SchillerInstitute.com and look at the conference, the videos we have of the conference from April 9th. Now, I didn't agree with everything that was said at that conference, but I found it really interesting that we had the Russian ambassador to the United States, Antonov, came and spoke at a Schiller conference and said, this is the kind of meetings we need to have. Oh, that's great. That's great, because that is what we need. It's like a true adult talking. Yeah, we had cabinet members who served in the Nelson Mandela government, in the Rajiv Gandhi government. We had trade union officials from Italy. We had all kinds of people, farmers from the Midwest who were talking about how they're not allowed to plant. I know. It's just incredible. By the Department of Agriculture for trying to produce food. They're trying to but starve us out. This is a bigger agenda. We've got to pull that majority Yes, we do have to pull it together and say this is for all mankind. Now, we can't be naive because we know that there's bad guys in every country and we know that they're aligned with the bad guys we have. I mean, come on, let's face it. They've been doing human trafficking as a group together. It's not just, you know, we, we got bad guys, but we got to have the adults in the room working together to solve this because otherwise the alternative is not acceptable for our children, your children, my children, everybody out there. Go ahead. We have to identify. We have to identify the bad guys and what their their policies are, what their methods are, what they're trying to do. Yes. At the same time, we have to recognize that there's something in most human beings that reaches for what Friedrich Schiller called the sublime. That is the idea that you want your life to be worth something. Yep. You want to have some meaning in your life, whether it's you know, you're not going to get rich and famous, but you're going to leave a better world for your children and grandchildren and give them the opportunity to do the things that you had couldn't accomplish. That's a, 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 an emotion that is shared by most people. But most people have given up on that because they, they see the enemy is too powerful and we're too weak. Well, that enemy is collapsing. They're terrified 
that the truth is going to come out about what's going on in Ukraine. It's not Russia that's killing Ukrainians. It's the Ukrainian government and the Nazis that they are allied with, and NATO, and Biden, and the, the junior varsity foreign policy guys like Blinken and Sullivan. I wouldn't even say they're junior varsity. I would say we got the B squad. Well, I know. I just had to. I had to give them. I had to. Well, the B squad's a level below junior varsity. Those are the people that they know will never make varsity ever. JV is is people you want to develop and move up to varsity sometimes. B squad is a rec team. Is a rec team that you give people just a chance to go mess around. (laughs) Sorry, there's a. They're the bench warmers of the junior varsity squad. Okay, thank you. That's that's what Blinken and Sullivan and these guys are, Jen Psaki and so on. And they're totally corrupt. Yes. But Psaki's made a lot of money through her role with the Clinton Foundation. Now, some of these things are coming out, like the Hunter Biden laptop story. There's so many stories, the, the, the corruption of the FBI and Russiagate. Uh, there's so much that's spilling out. And in a sense, it's a, a little overwhelming. So it is what I'm trying to do, yes. and, and I do this every single day, I do a daily update, 10 to 12 minutes, video update, you can get from uh, the LaRoucheOrganization.com. Uh, every morning I do it to, to give people a sense of what's moved in the last 24 hours. What are the bad guys doing? What's the potential to counter it? And, you know, the, the numbers watching it are starting to grow. People are sharing it, just like you're seeing a growth, because yeah. people are hungry for the truth, even as they're cynical and skeptical and frightened. But the, to see people with courage telling the truth and fighting for the truth, that's what gives people the ability to say, well, I am going to fight for my children's future. And there is one thing LaRouche said that, that stuck with me since I met him in 1972. He talked about a New Yorker cartoon of a guy sitting up in his casket at his funeral, looking around and saying, I wonder what that was all about. And LaRouche said, you have to be able to know that you can go to your death with a smile on your face, that your life was worth living. You did something good for humanity. And that's not just being altruistic, that's fighting against the evil. That's what has to be done to do good for humanity. And if people have that sense that, that we have this capacity to win this fight, what was the American Revolution about? That's exactly What's right. What's the whole history of the United States? And that's what people empower- don't realize. We, we had the same fight back then. This is what that fight was about. It really was. Yeah. We and just were, were we fed fighting? different. Yep. The, the, fighting the yep. city of London oligarchs. That's exactly the right. The center of evil today. Only today we have more American oligarchs who are lined up with the British. Yeah. So, look, it's, a, it's an incredible moment in history. And in a sense, if people embrace the idea that, that we've seen through our history, a nation that's suffered and struggled but has survived and, and advanced beyond anybody's imagination, and the future is out there for that to continue, that's got to be our mission, to give people a sense that we can rally a, a concert of nations around a sovereign nations around the interests of, of all people. That's what our goal has to be. But how do we get around having, we have a coup government. We don't even have a legit government in, in office, right? I mean, you, ha, you know that. 
and and it seems like nothing we do is working. I know we got to say hell with them and we got to work with other adults in the room and start to negotiate, but we need to get that power so that we can. And we need people who understand what we're dealing with to be in positions of power. How do we do that when we have a bunch of pansies and I'm going to call them pansies because they don't care about their kids. They don't care about anything. You know, I mean, if you look at their actions and, and they're pedophiles too. I mean, they don't care. How do we get them out, out and so that we can get people who care about society in office and um, stop having them control our media? The media is the most important thing to take down, honestly, because otherwise we can't communicate. Go ahead. But Sarah, as you know, the viewership of CNN is collapsing. Yes. MSNBC is collapsing. The New York Times, people won't even line their birdcage with it because they don't want to insult their birds. You know, Do you I, think I it's think happening and it's just we don't that, realize it, that, that more people are waking well, the, up? the idea of the power of the media, what's happened is it's, look, the, the enemy is very clever. They knew that ultimately these centralized brainwashing operations would fall apart. So what do they do? They go with identity politics. They try yes. and give people a smaller and smaller affinity group to ally with so that they have no desire to take take a government back into their hands but they just want to control their own garbage cans you know that's what the the whole idea of uh, identity politics is it's a geopolitics in the small divide and conquer yep. and you divide people up into 27 genders or 57 yes. genders <laughs> and every single racial and ethnic group and so there's no sense of a national mission. We had for a brief period of time with Trump a sense that we had someone who had an idea of a national mission. And yep. it was lost, largely because of the enemy operation against him, but because of the lack of courage in the people who were immediately around him and made accommodations with the establishment. Yep, yep. So that means there's a potential out there to do it again, to win the election. Now, we probably don't have enough time to get a whole new slate of candidates for the 2022 midterms, but we certainly have enough time to mobilize a population to scare the hell out of congressmen who are more frightened of losing money from their, their financial sources uh, than they are of their constituents. What if they started to realize that their constituents aren't going to tolerate this anymore? And I think that's the message we have to get across. You know, in, in 2009, when Obama came in, he went before the bankers and he said, I'm the one standing between you and the pitchforks. And he knew that the population was ready to move. We had the Tea Party. We had Occupy yeah, Wall yeah. Street. What if those two groups would have worked together? So exactly. they were divided instead around the phony left-right divide. And so Obama then made sure that the, the swindlers got bailed out and honest homeowners ended up out on the street. Now, these are powerful messages if we can communicate them. We have a common interest in taking government away from these special private interests. We have to identify who those private interests are, how the corporate cartels work, how they control the media, but then also that it's not... a you can't just look for a safe haven for yourself and your family because there is no safe haven in a nuclear war. We have to become a majority. 
And I think that's the message that, you know, I, I heard that from Lyndon LaRouche for years. There are many, many people who I talk to now who say, yeah, I remember LaRouche. I remember what he was saying. Uh, I mean, just, just two days ago, Roger Stone did a, an interview where he said, I mean, he praised LaRouche and he said, you know, I really liked the guy. He was attacked by the Bush crowd. Well, because it, it, it interfered got, with their agenda. And that's yeah. not, yeah. Yep. And that's what we have to do. Let's interfere with their damn agenda. We're not going to let them take this great, precious country and run it into the ground on behalf of this great reset and the Green New Deal. And I, I think my sense of mission is stronger than ever. And, and I see, look, in the what's going on with this Ukraine situation, I see the Russians showing to the West that they're not going to submit. And the West is trying to decide, do we send troops in? Do we send more weapons in? Do we want to fight Russia? And I see the fear that they begin to realize they're losing control. That's what happened when they, they sent team after team to India and Prime Minister Modi said, well, we don't want to go along with you. We, we see that with Brazil, with Mexico, with Nigeria. Yep, yep. Well, I think if we're not smart, we are going to be on the wrong side of this thing and our kids are going to suffer because we are only caring about some oligarchs in this country and we really have to start being adults and start negotiating with these people. We have to get the Sakis and the companies, get them out of office. I mean, they really need to be gone. And the kids are, are already suffering. I know. They're already know. suffering by the effects of the lockdowns and the social Big media time. and the, the uh, corporate control of their minds. But I also see a lot of young people, just as I did when we, we began the LaRouche Youth Movement in 2000 and recruited you know, hundreds of young people to, to join with us against the Iraq war and so on, I'm seeing again a lot of young people who are skeptical, who are not willing to give up a future. Well, they uh, went through a, a lot. Eight seconds on TikTok. Yeah. Yep, that, that's true. There's a lot that are. There's a lot that are sucked into it. And then there's a lot that are saying, wait a minute, I, this is ridiculous. And I do think they're going to be... And let's go out and speak to them. We yeah. have to go speak to them. We, we yeah. have to figure that out because mm -hmm. neither me nor you are all that attractive to them. So, I mean, I'm sorry, Harley. <laughs> the college <laughs> girls and boys aren't that interested in listening to you or me. And so we need to have another method to get to them. And I, I think that we, we got to get it through the culture and the shows and comedians and all sorts of stuff. We have to change the culture. We have a lot of work to do, but the work is necessary. We can't not do it. We can't not do it. This is our future. And I, I got to tell you, Harley, I always stuck with you, even though I didn't believe in some of this China and Russia, and I was always nervous, I always knew you were the real deal and what you were trying to do. I didn't believe in some of your COVID ideas and things, but I knew what you were trying to do was, was a benefit for humanity. And I think we need to put a lot of things behind us and say, hey, we know that we, it's kind of like the guy in Russia, the president of Russia, or not Russia, of Mexico, the president of Mexico is a, is a socialist, right? And I have libertarian friends and other people 
who are like, he's my favorite guy right now, favorite leader, because he cares about the people. And my point is that a socialist can be your best leader if they actually care. Not that I'm a socialist. I'm more leaning toward, I lean more libertarian only because I don't want any of these people even touching my life and my family. But my point is, is when, if a socialist leader can be the best example right now, it shows you that we've been given a line of BS and caring about your people is number one. Well, and left and right is an arbitrary division that was set up precisely to divide people. Just as I mentioned before, Occupy Wall Street and the Tea Party, had they worked together, we might have stopped Obamacare. We might have stopped the bailouts. We we might have stopped all of that. And instead, the the ideologues came in over the top and said, oh, they're socialists or they're right-wing extremists. And, And we've been manipulated around these labels. Instead of, as, as you say, what, what I did during that 2009 period, I went to this rally in the state capitol in Texas, in Austin, and I saw Tea Party people yelling at Occupy Wall Street people, Occupy Wall Street people yelling at Tea Party. And I jumped into the middle and I said, look, how many people here support Obamacare? And everyone booed. And I said, how many people support the bailout? Everyone booed. I said, so what are we fighting about? Let's get together and go after the people who are dead. So I'm very optimistic that 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 inner sublime sense of people, of wishing to have an opportunity to do something good, has to be brought to the surface. And you know how that was done in the past is through great culture. That's what Shakespeare did with his plays. That's what Schiller did with his plays. That's what Beethoven did with his music. You give people a sense of this higher quality of the human mind and that we all possess it. We're all in the image and likeness of God, even though some people have completely tossed that out and have become satanic. But those who are not openly satanic, they're our potential allies, and we have to recruit them to this fight. Well, I agree with you 100%. I think that we just have to, we don't have a choice anymore. So get off your butt, figure out how we can all align. You know, I did try to get people in the African-American community to get, you know, get Tom Rents on their shows and I wasn't able to penetrate, but I do think it's becoming more likely that we could now. And uh, so maybe we can, we've got to reach across these communities and realize that we have a lot more in common than we don't. And that the the words, it's the words that matter. They think we're all a bunch of bigots. And it's like, hey, no, I, I want all yeah. people to rise. And I don't think they under That's they right. don't understand that our words are about all people. We believe that it, it that people shouldn't to respect people, you don't treat them like they're victims and you don't treat them you, you don't you don't give them handouts because we respect you. We want more from you. Right now, the people who are well, there's also go ahead. There's there's a revolt on the plantations because African Americans and Hispanics are tired of being taken granted, taken for granted by the Democrats. That's exactly because they're lied to. Not Democrat. Yeah, it's not Democrat or Republican. It's human. We've got to relate on a human basis. And and Sarah, I'll, I'll I'll do what I always do at the end of our programs encourage people who are interested in what I'm saying and would like to test out these ideas, write to me, send me to send to my personal email, 
that that you heard me on uh, Sarah's program. And argue and with them if you need to. Argue with them. <laughs> yeah, argue with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'll send you a link to my daily updates so you can see them every day and you can judge for yourself. So my personal email address is harleysch at gmail.com. And by the way, there are many, many of your uh, viewers and subscribers who have been in touch with me over the years. And we, we have had debates and we've also had a lot of agreement. So send it to me at harley, H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to be in touch with you and give you a, a free link to my daily video updates. That's great. You know, I think there's more people that are waking up to this. And I think the media being still in control makes it seem like it's not as much as it is. So we just have to keep working and chipping away at this because I think we're making a big difference. I agree. Okay. Well, thank See, we you. ended up agreeing. <laughs> hey, I agree with a lot more than you realize. I just have this this uh, instinct that I want to make sure that we don't step into a trap and that, but what you're trying to do is where we need to go. But I'm concerned that we do it. We don't have anybody smart enough, anybody negotiating smartly on it. All they want to do is fight and control their own interests. I want to go towards what you want to do, but I want to make sure we control our own interests so that we don't hose ourselves, but yet still get there. That's what nego good negotiation is about. That's right. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> okay, Harley, you have a great day. And this was a long one, but I love talking to you. Have a great day. Keep doing what you're doing and please stay strong. All right, Sarah. Until next time. <laughs>